Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Who in here's ever been on a cruise ship? You went on a cruise. Raise your hand. Come on, raise it high. Participation, raise it up, all right? Who's not been on a cruise before? Raise your hand. It was the same thing in the last service, didn't it? It was about half, it's yeah. A, you know, about probably 60% this service been on a cruise, 40% half, and the other one was like 50-50. Yeah. And so, wow, uh, Cindy never wanted to go on a cruise. Now tell them why, that may, so I don't sound ungrateful. I, I, get, try to, I try to bring her on a few cruises, Terry, but you know. Of course, right after we watched the movie Poseidon. You wanted to bring me on a cruise. I'm like, are you kidding me? We watched like Perfect Storm. Would you like to go on a cruise? No. Like, no. Um, But I get like, I have a stream case of motion sickness. Like I can't even swing on a swing. So I just thought, why would I want to be miserably nauseous for five days of my life? I mean, why? You know? Well, and so now they have that thing called Dremamine. But but let me just say this. If you go on a cruise... You can, you can choose a lot of different things. You can choose, you know, a boat to go here, a boat to go there. Uh, you can choose if it's, you know, uh, which I hope you guys don't choose this, a party boat where it's just all a bunch of partying on it. Or you can choose the Mac Daddy of them all. And so the one cruise that we've gone on, we only went on one. The one cruise that we went on, I mean, after experiencing this cruise, I really can't go on another because I'd be let down. No, and no. it is a Disney cruise. I'm telling you, Disney Cruise is the Mac Daddy of them all. I'm talking about excellence to the to the hundredth degree. And for as adults, you know, uh, we didn't bring our kids with us. How do you know that's a good vacation right there? Baby, that's, that sounds like we don't like our kids. I like our kids, but, but we not like on each, that vacation. We, we I like didn't each like other. Them. We like each other. I like each so other more, good. right? And uh, we've gotta, we're going to be with each other the rest of our life, live with each other the rest of our life. I tell them, I said, you get those vacations when you get married and work and pay for it. Can I get an amen? So uh, we do bring them places. But anyway, I love going. And, and they have adult sections where, you know, we didn't, the kids, it was, it was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. They know your name. You go, hey, Mr. Sturmer, hey, Miss Sturmer. I mean, when you get on the boat, the guy just standing there and said, oh, would you like some refreshment, please? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And Thank God I was there. <laughs> that man was about to drink him a daiquiri. He would have been so, he would have been flat I'm on thinking, the floor. This is a Disney cruise. You got kids and everything. We're walking out. But you actually, had adults. I'm like, oh, look, he got smoothies. We got smoothies. It, it was so evident. It was so evident that it was not a strawberry smoothie. Like, you know, just. To I you, not it. to me. Yeah, I'm well, just thinking, oh, they said it's a great cruise. You get smoothies all day. Come on. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> But I didn't take he the He can't smoothie. even take the non-drowsy Dramamine that knocks him out. So that no, would have yeah, nice. it would be anyway. bad. So when we go Thank on a God vacation, I we, I mean, think about a, a cruise. A cruise is kind of like, you go on that to get away. I mean, it's almost like escaping reality. Yeah. Especially when you live the kids home, right? So it's like escaping reality and you're on this cruise and it's just, 
man, I mean, comfort, they're serving you. I mean, it is just, it's, it's pretty cool. You can do what you want, when you want. When you want. And for yeah. a cruise for us and vacation for us is different from most people. We like to kind of get on this kind of routine thing. And so on the cruise, we got on this routine where we'd wake up early and pray and, and journal and do everything. You never take vacations from God. Yeah, that's Amen? right. And uh, I actually get closer to God on vacations, not further away from him. And so uh, we end up go to breakfast. How many you know breakfast? Oh, Jesus. Listen, they, they got it. They got everything. I think Noah brought them breakfast because they got every animal and everything you want to eat. They got it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so, man, just breakfast galore. After breakfast, go on an excursion, go out, eat lunch somewhere. But then we like to come back and then, you know, work out for a couple hours. And so we love you know, going to the gym. Clarify that now. Well, work out and then get in a sauna. The sauna, the rainforest shower. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, we're not sweating for two hours. <laughs> we relaxing for about an hour. Yeah, plus. an hour, hour of sweat, hour wonderful. of, you know, just purifying. And so this is great. <laughs> and then you go take a nap. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And so you got to take your nap. And then after the nap, we go to the show. And they have these shows, these Disney, Disney shows. They're, they're awesome. I love these shows. Amen. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about this Disney show. So it was the first night, and we're not Disney. We've never been to Disney. We, we don't. We're, like, we know about Bambi. That's about it. Okay, and so the show is about all the princesses, and all the princesses are coming out. Well, I have granddaughters, so I kind of know who they are, you know. So anyway, they're all coming out, and he has the golf clap going. Because everybody's clapping. All the little kids are like, yay, oh, Belle, oh, Cinderella. And he's just golf clapping and then comes out Pocahontas. And he's like in her little friend's dress. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, hold up, buddy. Why are you clapping so hard for Pocahontas? There is a problem here. I said, because it's the only princess I know. They're all coming up like, who's that? Who's that? You know, and then uh, Poc I know Pocahontas. Yay! I felt left out with all the kids around me, right? So I wanted to get into the action. And so after, after Pocahontas, then we go, yeah, then we go eat and man, a beautiful dinner. Then we go to the movie yeah. and then have all the Disney movies. Oh, Frozen 2. Mm. Y'all, he cried like a girl. I mean, cried. Oh, you got the whole experience of it, too, in the Disney theater. And so hit, hit a note for me. Hey, you know, when they me. start saying, just do the next right thing. And he's like, Come on, do it with you. Ready? One, two, three. Just do the next right thing. Ooh, that, sounded <laughs> that sounded good. That sounded good. Yeah. So we did that for good, four days. Yeah. I'm telling you what, life is grand when you're doing that, right? You just escaped at a great deal. We, and we sound like we experts. We've been on one cruise. Yeah, we've been on one cruise. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's what I got to say about that. That's great for a cruise and for some R&R. &R, but we got to watch when we begin to make the church a cruise ship. And really, I think we've been guilty of that through the years of making it where, you know, it's, it's all about comfort, escaping, uh, being able to be comfortable, to be entertained. And we come and that's what church has kind of been like. We want church to be easy and just escape from reality. And a lot of people use church for that, but it is not meant to be that. And because God has yeah. his boats 
And the first boat, when I think about that God had, was the ark. And you had Noah. And how many of you know, it was not a cruise ship. Right. Noah's, that ark was for a purpose. That ark was for survival. That ark was for survival, work, and then building. And so that's what the ark was about. And to be honest with you, uh, it was free to get on it, and only eight people got on it. Hmm. Only eight people got on it because it did not represent what they wanted. It did wow. not represent wow. their comforts, their partying. It didn't represent what they wanted. It wasn't going where they wanted to be. But I'll tell you what, those eight people got on, and then all those animals get on. And so that's, you know, the first thing we think of in the Bible when it talks about, you know, not a cruise ship, but a survival vessel. And then a vessel that equates to work, because I want you to think about this. The, the eight humans that got on, guess what? They weren't just sitting around being fanned and eating grapes. They were working every single day. Mm-hmm. They were working, taking care of the animals. So when people come into the church and they come into the church and they expect, you know, the staff and the pastors and others just to serve them, you need to know something. You just downgraded yourself to an animal instead of a human because that's two different things. You know, a lot of people say we're in the mammal. No, I'm not a mammal. I'm a human. There's a difference between an animal and a human. Big difference. Mm -hmm. And so it's about going in. It's about working. It's about building. That's what it's about. But then as we go, you know, God created another boat and you call it the ark, but it's really called the church because God's trying to get people in the church so that it's people aren't destroyed. But this one is not just something for salvation. It's not just something for survival. It's not just something for work, but it's also a vessel of war. Mm-hmm. The church is called to be a vessel of war. And think about it. We're in battle. Yeah. We're in battle every day. Life is a battle. I mean, you know, if you want to have a good marriage, you better fight for it. Yeah, that's right. Am I right? Yeah. If you're going to raise kids, you better fight for those kids. Because if you don't fight for them, guess what? The enemy will take them. If you're going to, you know, be able to uh, have a business, Tony. Tony, what, running a business, what do you got to get up every day? It's what? It's a fight. Every day it's a fight. What about your health? Your health, if you want to have a healthy life, if you want to have, you know, uh, a vibrant life, every, every day you're getting up and you're fighting and you're fighting yeah. against everything that's trying to pull you down mm-hmm. from gravity to bad food to come on, diseases and epidemics and all this stuff is yeah. trying to drag you down and you're fighting for it. For the church, I mean, the church is a battle to have a vibrant, life-giving church. It's just a battle every single day. How about for freedom? Yeah. Let come me tell on. you something. Freedom is not free. Yeah, that's right. And it's not cheap. We had to fight to be free, and we're going to have to fight to stay free. Can yeah, I get an that's amen? right. Amen. Guys, I'm just telling you, it's a battle. And God did not call the church to be a cruise ship. He called it to be a battleship. In the scriptures in Matthew 11, it said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. They take it by force. So it's important for us to understand is that this is not a cruise ship that you're sitting in. This is a what? A battleship. And that's what the title of the message is today, 
battleship. Hey, and we have these pictures for you that kind of shows you the difference. You see the top one is the church is not a cruise ship where a handful of people serve everyone else who is relaxing. No, the church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck and everyone serves the mission. You see, the top one is merely for entertainment, okay? But the lower one, it is for war. You know, people, people, and I'm talking about the church, in the church world, they would rather have a captain that's like the captain of a cruise ship that had a staff, and it was all about serving them, making them feel comfortable, making them have an escape from the world that they're living in. And let me tell you something, that is not what God has called the church to. He's called it into being a battleship. Amen. And that captain is, needs to be a warrior and a man of war. And no one likes a warrior unless there's a war. Hmm. Yeah. People don't like being around a warrior unless there's a war, then they look for you. The name, you need to understand something about our church. Our church and every church should be a battleship, not a cruise ship. And I, I'm not here to make you comfortable, to have you escape your reality. No, I'm here to equip you for war and for battle and to lead us into the places that God would bring us to rescue souls, to save marriages, to put down addictions, yeah. to save lives. Let me tell you something, to serve the poor. These are the things that we're, we're sitting here to, to have war against the enemy. Didn't the Bible say that we have principalities and rulers that are against us and they're of darkness and they're coming? Look, people are dying every single day. How can we say that we're on a cruise ship and taking our ease and, and, and really uh, uh, being absent from what's going on in the world around us? Mm-hmm. We're not on a cruise ship, we're on a battleship. And let me say this, there's a big difference between a battleship and a cruise ship. Yeah. Look, that Disney cruise, woo, it's plush. I was on two ships. The Inchon, I've been on a lot of ships, but I stayed months on a few ships. And one of them was the Shreveport, one of them was the Inchon. One of them, it was very old. The Inchon sounded old, it is old. I think it's decommissioned. Both of them are decommissioned now. And so, uh, I'll tell you what, man, that was a nice room we had on the cruise ship, and everybody's really nice to you. On a battleship, on a warship, a vessel of war, let me say this, it ain't like that. Yeah. It ain't like that. Listen, it wasn't about comfort, it was about function. Yeah. And, and everyone had to engage, everyone had to be involved. And, and that's exactly what God is calling the church to. Where it's not about, I mean, we got people today that Man, because I had to walk too far, I I don't want to be there. If it rains, I'm not coming. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Because it's all about creating this Disney environment or this comfortable environment, this no sacrifice environment, this escape from reality environment called church. And can I tell you something? That is a lie from the pits of hell. Yeah. That is not what God has called us to be a part of. He's called us to be an army. He's called us to be a battleship that goes out and makes war against the enemy, that pushes back against darkness, that rescues souls and saves lives. Amen. 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 I said, Amen. Amen. 
You know, there's a scripture here in 1 Kings 19, and I'm just using this one particular scripture. It says, Elijah was talking about the Lord. He said, I've been zealous for the Lord, the God of armies. Now, I want you to see how he looked at God. He looked at God as the God of armies. And if you look up the God of armies, the Lord of armies, literally right at 400 scriptures in the Bible, talks about God as being, in the New Testament and Old Testament, talks about God as being the God of armies. The God of armies. And, and I want us to understand that, that he's not the God of a cruise ship. He's not the God of all comforts. I think sometimes we can make Christianity where it's all about, you know, coming in, everyone's serving you, and you get in this nice little quiet life where you start having things, and then you, you can, you know, uh, retire early and take your leave and take your ease and be able to go do whatever you want to do. Let me tell you something. That is not God's church. That's the devil's church. Hmm. God's church, nowhere in God's church do you do what you want to do. You do what God tells you to do. Yeah. And in God's army, it's about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And look, even to the fact, he says he's the Lord of armies, when we get saved, he doesn't tell you to, you know, go pick up your daiquiri, go pick up your, uh, what you call it, your, your racket, your shuffleboard stick, go pick up your racket stick, go pick up your golf club. He doesn't give you that, does he? When the Lord, when we get saved, think about who he is. He says, now, every day, I want you to put on the armor. Yeah. He didn't say, put on your golf clothes, your play clothes. He said, put on your armor. Yeah. Put your belt with the belt of truth, your breastplate with the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the helmet of salvation. Pick up the shield of faith. Grab your sword of the word of the Lord and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel because you need to realize you're going out to battle. Amen. In the church, it's not a cruise ship. It is a battleship. Amen. So if God is the God of armies and the church is the battleship, what does that mean for us? We see in Philemon 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker, and to Aphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. You see, we see these two things over and over explaining who we are. One, it's a fellow worker, and two, a fellow soldier. So Paul is saying right here, it's not me by myself that's going to get this work done. It's not just me and those that are partnering with me that's going to get this kingdom work done. It is all of us, all of us. And I love also this scripture clarifies that it's not just men because he said, and to our sister of Phia. So it's all of us, men and women, that are to be fellow workers and fellow soldiers. Again, we can't look at the church as a cruise ship because God is bringing us to war. Again, we see it in Philippians 2.25. But I thought it necessary to send you to Aphrodite, my brother, and what? 
fellow worker, worker and, and fellow, fellow soldier, soldier who yeah. is also your messenger and minister to my need. Again, it's a fellow worker and a fellow soldier. And I think about soldier, it's more than just the name. You know, when I was in high school, the military came and they said, hey, we're going to give this ASFAB test, anyone that's interested in joining the military. And for, for me, I'm like, wait, I can skip class to go take a test? I can skip physics? Yeah, I'm in. I'm going to take a military. I never thought about it. So anyway, I go in, I take the test. And well, because of my score, I kind of scored high, you know, man, the recruiters He's start. smart, baby. That's why. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, the recruiters start calling and pretty much I could just pick what I wanted to do. And so I looked, and man, those Marines came, and all I have to say is they have the finest dress blues. And of all, so I said, I want to be a Marine. And they said, well, why do you want to be a Marine? I want the white gloves. <laughs> Come on now. I want the white gloves. But then I realized what a Marine had to do, that it was more than just an outfit. It was more than just a name. And I decided, no, I don't want to be that. You know, and I want to say something. That's what happens in Christianity. Come on. Like, I want to be a Christian because I want the white gloves. Mm, I want to be a Christian because I want the white robe that the blood will give me. I want that. But in understanding that it's not just getting the white robe, but you also have got to put on the battle armor. Yeah, come on. It's not just about receiving the life that Jesus gave, but you have to give your all. Yeah, yeah. It's not just about getting a ticket to get on a boat, but it's signing a contract. Come on, somebody. Amen. Where you're completely devoted Amen. to what God's calling you to. Amen. Woo! I took the ASVAB too. You did? How'd you do? I made it. <laughs> they, I just circled stuff. Remember, I couldn't read back then. So I just guessed and was just multiple choice, any, meeny, miny, mo. You know, the devil catch you by the toe and I'd circle it. And so I was just circling it. Somehow I passed it. And they're like, oh, you did, you know, above average. I was like excited that I did above average. I've never been above average. I was like, oh, wow. All right. And, uh, and then they were like, you know, hey, try this. And they gave me a, you know, a round circle. And they gave me that little toy where you had all these shapes. And they were like, okay, get it through. And I was like, ooh, ooh. And I put it through the square when they said, you're a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> he says all that, but he is brilliant. You're brilliantly smart. But another scripture that talks about this is 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. And the first one, the first part of that is verse 3. It says, suffer hardship. Hmm. Can we say that together? One, two, three. Suffer, suffer hardship. hardship. See, that's not what we want to hear. We want to hear, you know, where's the grapes? Where's my, where's my cabin? You know, where are the people? Where's the blessing? And, and look, don't get me yeah. wrong. I would rather be on a cruise ship than a battleship. <laughs> but it's not the life that we have. One yeah. day, I'm going to be on a cruise ship. Come on. But here, it's the battleship. Yeah. One day, I can, you know, eat all I want. No calories. Don't Come happen here. Can I get Come an amen? Now. I hope it is in heaven anyway. That would be amazing. Especially with french fries. But... <laughs> It says, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Guys, you got to understand something. We live in this, we're creating a Christianity in a church that does not like to sacrifice. Wow. That doesn't like to sweat. That doesn't like to have to be, 
uh, out of a comfort zone. And so we want everything to come easy. And that is not the gospel that we follow. Listen, when you think about war, I want you to think about, you know, how America was able to come free from England and you had George Washington and Valley Forge and people died. Yeah. They died paying a sacrifice for the freedoms that we have. Listen, at that just one battle, just just one battle from starvation and disease in the in the elements of the weather, 2000 soldiers died. That's before you even start shooting at people. 2,000 soldiers died, 1,500 horses died. And that just wasn't that battle. That's what any battle, those types of things will take place and those types of things will happen. And so we need to understand that this easy smeezy gospel, this idea that you're gonna change the world by, by not paying a price is hogwash. And God don't like hogs. Can I get an amen? It just, it's, it's wrong, it's not true. And you think of Paul, the Apostle Paul. You think of his life. All right? We think of ministry and, 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 you know, being a part of the kingdom of God where we can kind of do it on the side and just kind of, you know, once a week maybe or just maybe a little bit here and a little bit there. And the person, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, how did Paul live? Paul said, man, I was under extreme conditions. You see, in in 2 Corinthians 11, Paul said, watch this, even the wind was against me. Hmm. Even the weather was against me. You want to say something? Yeah, you know, I actually was talking with someone uh, a couple weeks ago. It was right after the storm, and this is really a person of faith, uh, lots of faith, and um, they were so discouraged, and this person said, you know, the more I prayed, the worse it got. And I was thankfully just there. I said, you know what? In everything we go through, all of the suffering that we go through, God always proves faithful. And God is going to bring you out of this in a way that you can't imagine. And, and there will be blessings on this. There will be strength on this. And so have hope. And so sometimes we're in the middle of the suffering. We can't see that. That's why it's so important to be connected with others that can see. Paul, he also talked about, he said, man, because of the weather and everything, I got shipwrecked three times. See, we think, oh, I'm in a storm, in the weather, some things happen. Oh, man, this is bad. Uh, You know, where is God in all this? And we start quitting. We start backing off. Did Paul quit? Did Paul back off? Yet he was shipwrecked three times. Storms came in and, and, and flipped his ship. He said it was a night and a day in the deep. Let me tell you, I've been in the ocean in the middle of the night. Ain't nothing fun about it. Hmm. And he even talked about, he said, even the animals, guys, the animals were against him. Wow. He said the rivers were against him. In other words, wow. he was traveling, trying to get the gospel, trying to help someone. And thinking, man, I'm going to forge this river. Because they didn't have bridges. He said, I'm going to forge this river over here. He'd get there and it'd be, it'd be swole up from the range from up north. And all of a sudden it would be impassable. And he's trying to cross these rivers, almost dying crossing rivers. He said, the rivers were against me. The winds were against me. 
Man, everything was against me. The animals were against me. He said, even my brothers were against me. I got whipped. I got beat. And on top of all of that, he said, there were times when my clothes were falling off of me because I didn't have a clean pair of clothes and I wore mine out. And there were times when I was hungry, that I was hungry. I was trying to do God's work. I didn't have clothes. See, today, if we find ourselves in that place, we're like, man, I ain't doing this. Yet he says, arm yourself for this very thing. We got people yeah. that are mad at God because they lost electricity for a week. Wow. Paul was not mad at God. Paul said, I'm being foolish to even say this, but I'm going to say it. I went through all of this, and yet my mind is steadfast on Jesus Christ. And I keep coming, and I keep serving, and I keep doing. Because the very next scripture, he says, he says, no soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him. You see, they got so many people, they want both. They want the, the life that the world has, and then they want God's life too. And can I tell you something? You can't have both. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you got to decide what kingdom you're going to chase. I've decided and I'm resolute in my spirit. I'm chasing the kingdom of God. Amen. It doesn't mean God won't bless you. It doesn't mean that God won't give you R&Rs. Look, in the military, we had, we, we, man, we're on ship for months on end and, and we'd have port stops. Listen, God will give you your port stops, but you can't stay there. Because yeah. if you stay there, you went AWOL. We got Christians going AWOL yeah. because they're taking the ports and they're staying there. And they're trying to, they, they try to say, well, I just build this life because this is an easy life over here. No, God doesn't want us on a cruise ship. He wants us on the battleship. We say, well, I want peace. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring war. Mm. I will give you peace in your heart, but there'll be war all around you. Yeah, wow. And you know what we have to be is we've got to be warriors. Yeah. And we've got to be willing, if we're on a war vessel, to be the warriors that run this war vessel. Amen. So the bottom line today is allow the church to be a battleship and not a cruise ship. That key word is allow, because we have to embrace that mindset. If we have the mindset that this is just a cruise ship and it's for entertainment, we're gonna miss our whole purpose, okay? Because we are a battleship. We are made to take ground. We are taking ground for the kingdom of God. We're taking ground from the enemy. And that means that we need all hands on deck, all hands on deck with giving, with serving and completing our mission. Amen. You know, the church, the TCI, Church International, the church as a whole, we have a mission. And that is to save the lost. That is to train the saved. And that is to serve the poor. That is why we exist. That is the only reason we are still here on this earth, is to do those three things. Listen, if your life, if anything else is other than those three things, you're outside of really why we're here. This is what we do. This is what we do. You know, even, I didn't say this first service, but even yesterday was, uh, we got a roof patched. And so I was very grateful. We got a roof yes. patch. 
And so the roofers were there. They had a guy that was from Iraq. Iraq. He was an Iraqian. And first so first generation American. First generation American, Iraqian. He was one of the interpreters ten years ago in Iraq. And he's overdoing our roofs. And I could have just thought, man, let me, you know, it's all about him doing my roof. This is what I'm talking about. No, we're in a war, we're in a battle. It's not about him doing my roof. Maybe God put that, that hole in my roof so I would meet him. You see, it's the way we think. Yeah. And, and so I just, I just began to have my antennas up and, and I said, man, won't you uh, go sit in my screen in area? Oh no, I'm just gonna sit on a truck or I'm waiting. I said, no, you're not. Come on, come on, sit in here. And he's like, can I use the, can I go behind the trees back there? I said, no, you're gonna use my bathroom, go in there. And so I was just being kind, being nice. And then, you know, time went by, they're fixing the roof, he's down there, we're just talking. I said, where do you live at, man? And he, he just, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just opened it up and he just began to say, man, uh, my wife died a, a year and a month ago. And he said, I just can't seem to live anywhere. And he said, I'm just all over the place. And I knew the Lord was just opening the door. And I said, man, I'm so sorry. So sorry for your loss. And I said, but you know what? I believe God's going to guide you and he's going to direct you in the right path. And we just began to talk. And I'm, long story short, we talked for a while. But I was able to just say, man, can I pray with you? And he's like, yes. And we prayed together. He had tears in his eyes. And he's showing the love of Jesus. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's war. Mm -hmm. That's the war I'm talking about. It's the war of someone hurt and broken. It's the war of someone lost. It's the war of someone that's just addicted to something that he can't get out of. It's the, it's the war of the marriage falling apart or the children going astray. And, and we are there and we're inserted into this battle. We're inserted into this. Tony, you saw like I was right up there without saying anything. Three major just not good things. People talking to me just from the first service just that they're just in and apart. Let me tell you something. That is the war. When the person says, well, you know, I'm just Christian life. I'm just rolling. I'm eating my grapes and getting fan. That's someone that I will tell you, you're the most selfish person on the face of the earth. You're blind as a stinking bat. Because if you can't see the pain and the hurt and the hopelessness around you, because that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah. What was that missionary? You remember his name? He was going overseas and everyone, he was getting older and everyone told him, said, Yeah, the heart man, condition. Yeah, heart condition. Yeah. Said, man, why don't you just take it easy? Why don't you just chill? Why don't... You know, you don't, you don't have to be said, pushing. You've paid your dues. You, you've you done enough. You've paid your dues. You don't even got to do all this. Older people, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Yeah. And your greatest influence is when you get older. It's, yeah. not, it's not when you take a break. That's when you press in. Yeah. And so, and so he's like, well, I guess I'm going to do that. And he was going on a ship, going back to the homeland. And he said, the Lord visited him. And the Lord told him, he said, if that's what you're planning on doing, I'll just take you home because you're no use to me. And the guy went, whoa, no, Lord, I want to re-engage. That man yeah. went on to live 
very old, did humongous things for God, saw people saved, saw people delivered. And this is what I'm saying, guys. This is why we are here. Stay on your feet, everyone in here. No one moving around, no one doing anything. Just stay on your feet. I want you to, I got some questions for you. Here's a few questions for you. Number one, are you here for entertainment or are you here for war? Because if you're here for entertainment, let me tell you something. You're in the wrong place, really. Christianity is not about your entertainment. Christianity is about us being at war with the devil and trying to save as many people as we can. Trying to help as many people as we can. Secondly, do you support and serve? I mean, answer that honestly. Do you support financially with your mouth? You know, encouragement, attendance, uh, in all the different ways, on the dream team. Are, are you a part? Or are you just going along for the ride looking for something to comfort you? Looking for somebody to fan you and put grapes in your mouth. This is not who we are. It's all hands on deck and we all need to be involved. And the third question is, are you on the ark? Do you know Jesus? You know, like that picture we saw with that plane and people were hanging on that plane on the outside. Guess what? They didn't make it. They died. They all died. Hanging, hanging on or visiting. See, Noah's ark, I'm sure he had a lot of people walk on the ark and check things out, but they never stayed there. See, when it really counted, they wouldn't have part of it. And so maybe you're in here and you're hanging on to the things of God, but you're not in the things of God. Maybe you're hanging on to the name of Jesus, but you haven't received the name of Jesus. Maybe you, you, you love the idea that Jesus gave his life, but you haven't given yours. Here's the thing. God says, today, I want you to give me your life. Today, I want you to get on the boat. Today, I want you to come in contract with me boarding contract covenant I want you to come in covenant with me come on bow your head and close your eyes no one looking around who's in here today that you know what you've been around the things of God but you're ready to get in the things of God you you know about Jesus but now you want to give your life to Jesus I'm gonna tell you what today's the day for you today's the day to make that decision to get off the cruise ship and get on the battleship if you're in here and you say, Pastor, that's me. I want to be in. I don't want to just be holding on. I want to be in. If that's you, you say, I want that. I'm giving my life to Jesus right here. Everything. I'm giving everything. I'm abandoning myself to him right here and right now. Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand right where you are and say, that's me, Pastor. Come on, anyone at all. Thank you, sir. Anyone, thank you, sir. Anyone else says, that's me. That's me, Pastor. That's me. Come on, there's more in here. You need to raise that hand and say, that's me. I'm all in. I'm giving in today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm giving in today. Who else says, that's me. That's me. Now is the time. Now is the time. Don't wait another day. Come on, that's me. Oh, one more moment. Come on, you can do this. Raise your hand and say, I'm all in, Pastor. I'm all in. Praise Jesus. For those of you to raise your hand, for those that are listening on, we're going to pray and we're going to ask Jesus into our heart and we're going to give him our life. Come on, church, let's all pray together. Say this, say, God, my Father, today I come 
and I give you my life. I believe on Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And I accept his life. And I offer you mine. So come inside of me and save me, but also empower me to serve you the rest of my days. Holy Spirit, come inside of me and teach me the ways of my Lord. I pray this with all my heart, with all my lips, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, for these that gave their life to Jesus. Come on, come on, hell has lost another one. Come on, yes. Wow, wow. Those of you that gave your life to Christ, you have leaders there with you. I encourage you to walk through the waters of baptism. We're here for you as a church. Church, we're, who wants to be on the battleship? Come on, who wants to be on the battleship? We are workers and we are soldiers. I want to sing this song. Come on up, guys. Come on up. I want to sing this song. And we're going to sing this as a declaration to God. Come on, build God's church. Come on, everyone in here, to the top of your lungs, everybody. Let's go. Come on. Build your church. Build, build your, your church. church. Build, build it from, from the ground. ground.
Just the voices. 